All right, we have Kyla joining us all the way from Victoria, BC. Welcome, Kyla, to the Femprinter podcast. Yeah, thank you so, so much. Happy to be here. Fantastic. So tell us about your business. What do you do? Yeah, I laugh sometimes. I laugh all the time, actually, when I get asked that, because what I do now is very different than what I've done for a very, very long time. What I do now is um, I'm a somatic breathwork facilitator, women's empowerment and embodiment coach. So I help people release trapped emotions and regain that like real deep connection to self. Um, some people get that and some people are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So then they're, you know, I go down this whole spiel, but that is what I do. Somatic embodiment coach. Okay, now I need to know why. So tell us the story about how you got into doing this work. What happened in your life that yeah. just opened these doors? Yeah, well, I spent 15 years as a personal trainer, um, fitness competitor and athlete and, and uh, yoga teacher for the last four of those 15 years. And I was running retreats in beautiful places in the world and, you know, everything seemed really great. And there was always just this like, ah, there's something else. Like it just felt, it felt very superficial, which I mean, fitness maybe is a little bit superficial. I mean, I still love it, so I'm not knocking it, but I wanted something deeper. I didn't know what that was. I thought yoga was that deeper and it was an aspect. It was a part of it. It was like really dipping the toes in and maybe like, I don't know, six months or so ongoing, my acupuncturist kept inviting me to a breathwork session and I kept ignoring the invite thinking that it was basically the same thing I was doing in yoga like I didn't know what breathwork was I had never heard of it other than pranayama and what I was teaching in yoga classes so I kept just like really gently brushing that off until I finally went and I, if anyone watching this has ever experienced a somatic breathwork journey it's not like yoga it's not like what we were doing in a yoga class and everything like everything changed for me it was this incredibly profound experience where uh I, I will shorten that story i realized that i um had completely disconnected from my own sense of knowing like my own sense of who i was my voice in particular she had us activating our voice so we were breathing and it was this whole cathartic release and she had us using our voice and i couldn't use my voice nothing would come out um, I was getting really furious with myself, like, what's wrong with you? Everyone else is making these sounds. Why can't you do it? And like really going down this really ugly spiral, which led me down of like, oh, right. Like all of the women in my family had no voice, like all of the women. And then I started to think, oh, well, how many other women didn't have a voice, don't have a voice. And then I'm, you know, getting angry I'm getting really, really angry. And finally at the end, I have this little teeny release, this like squeak of a sound comes out of me and waterworks. And it was this like instant knowing within every cell of my body that that story of women not having a voice ended in like right here with me, like that stops here. For me, it was empower. It was wildly empowering. It was the most um, me I'd ever felt in my whole life. And I left that session and I asked her who her teacher was and I, proceeded to like put my steps in place to quit my career of 15 years of running my own personal training business. And I dove headfirst into training. I spent the next three years in training with my teacher and quit personal training, like burned my business to the ground essentially. 
completely and didn't work. Not immediately. I would say probably six to seven months after that breath journey, I like closed the chapter and then I didn't work for almost a year. I was like, I don't even, I don't even know what I just did and what am I going to do? Oh my God. But it felt so right. It felt so right. And, and I haven't looked back since and it's hilarious. Like I have friends ask me fitness questions and it's like, as soon as I left that world, I left everything. I'm like, I don't even remember. I don't even remember how to teach you to do a push up. Like it's like gone out of my mind. And this feels like something I've done for lifetimes over and over and over. So it feels like I've been here forever. And yet I still don't know how to tell people what I do. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I found this really excellent Instagram post that I wanted, I want to dive into or try to dive into with you. And so it's the one where you talk about how do you receive the everyday gifts and you talk about how women receive compliments, how they receive money, how they receive help. Can you maybe talk a bit about that? Yeah. That I feel like that's a, an ongoing conversation in, in my world, like my community and my clients. We're so, okay, I'm going to be very broad. I'm going to be very broad speaking about women and not, this is not, this is not everybody by any means. Um, we're rigid and we're, um, we're busy. We're very busy and we're, we're really focused on everyone else and we're doing all the things we're doing, 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 which is actually very, very masculine energetic trait, which we need, but it keeps us so busy and so rigid that when someone tries to help us or give us something such as a compliment, it just bounces off. Like we're so rigid. It's just like, you know, Lindsay, I love your glasses. It would be really easy for you to say, oh my gosh, these, they're old. It's fine. They were like $10 at the grocery store. Or if I was wearing my glasses, you might say, oh, I love your glasses instead of thank you. Thank you. Like we're, we're, we're just so quick to bounce it back, bounce it back. Oh, you look so good. Or wow, you did a really beautiful job making that floral arrangement. Ah, I did it in like two seconds. I could have done a way better job, you know? And if we start to consider how we're receiving compliments, receiving offers to, to support, oh, can I help you with that? Can I bring something to the dinner, right? If you're cooking a big dinner for your friends, what can I bring? Oh, nothing. I've got it. Nothing. I've got it. You know what? It would be really nice if someone brought the freaking dessert or if someone brought um, something to drink. Maybe you can bring a non-alcoholic wine. But we're just like, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. And it's it, it starts to trickle into also if we're not receiving compliments, if we're not allowing help to come in, are we allowing wealth abundance to come in? Are we allowing pleasure to come in? Are we allowing opportunities to come in? Like if we're shutting off to X, Y, and Z, we're probably shutting off to A, B, C, D, E, F. Like we're probably just shut off. And it's, it's just this really interesting thing to tease apart. And I think a lot of us are unaware, completely unaware, that we're not open to receive. We're so lucky. Where did you learn about this, this concept, this topic? Where, how did this come into your world? And then how has your life changed now that you understand this and have shifted the way you're thinking about these things and, I guess, responding to these everyday gifts? Yeah, it's a lot has shifted for me. Where have I learned this? I, uh, many mentors, different mentors. Um, my teacher does a lot of somatic work. So really working with, you know, the whole body, energetic, uh, emotional, physical, spiritual, and masculine, feminine sides of our bodies, right? Left side is feminine, right side is masculine. Um, 
a lot of my female mentors work in energetics, so masculine, feminine energetics, and what that, what all of that means, and and you can just start to, you know, it's like you learn something, or it's like the the you buy a white car, and all of a sudden you see white cars everywhere. It's like I start to learn about feminine, masculine energetics, and now I'm like, oh my god, it's everywhere, it's everywhere, it's it's everywhere, and how it's really landed for me is so I've been an entrepreneur since I was 20. Like it, as soon as I, you know, left the house and went into the working world, I worked for myself, which is interesting because nobody ever demonstrated that for me. Like none, none of my family was entrepreneurial and that that's just where I ended up going. And so, as you know, like you got to work, like it's not coming to you. You have to work. And I went into pretty hard hustle mode. I also lost my mother when I was 20. So there was a really big shift for me where everything that I knew as stable, like my home, my foundation, my love, my, my wisdom, like everything that I was taking in as a young person was gone. And I went from literally living at home and being taken care of to you know, renting a place, paying my insurance, paying my gas, paying my phone bill, buy, paying rent, buying groceries, like all the things that you do as an adult and getting a job. And also what I should have been doing in there was grieving the loss of my mom. But I got so deep into hustle. I'm okay. Protection, rigid, go, 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 go. But I actually didn't allow myself to really mourn at all. I cried and I thought that was it. But it just wasn't. And 20 years later, I now know what that did is it put me in survival. It put me in protection. It kept me in this rigidity where I totally got through. I did well. I created a good business. I was living a life that I think for many looked really amazing. And what I've recently come to know, I mean, like in the last six months, I've made contact with this truth is that I was only allowing myself to show the good. I was only allowing people to see me happy and bubbly and excited about this thing that I'm doing and I'm going here and I'm doing this and I'm working with this company and and I was only allowing the good to be seen and I was only allowing the good to be felt. I'd go to my natural path and the question is always how are your stress levels? And I would always say, "Oh, I don't have really any stress. I really love my job." And it was like, "Okay, like your job is the only thing that would even contribute to stress. But that was always my answer. Oh, I love my job. I have like no stress. I have such low stress. But the truth of it is I had a lot of stress that I would divert or avoid or sweep under the rug or like stuff down somewhere because I had to keep going. And if I looked at stress it, in my subconscious, I was like, oh my God, it would all just unfold. I'd have to look at everything. And so now in this work and thank God for this work and the tools that I have, I am able to really slowly start to like peel back some layers and I, I, I would say like kind of follow the thread and I'm able to feel the feelings that I didn't feel before which puts me back into the feminine so where this was going is like that rigidity and that protection and that hustle was me like living 24 7 in my really really intense masculine energy and having no real contact with my feminine and and now I'm really finding the balance and I'm almost like pendulum swinging into the feminine. <laughs> um, and thank God I have a partner who can like is really strong masculine and can like really hold that down for me. 
because I am now finally like coming back in. Okay, how can I have balance? Because as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I have to have structure. I have to have masculine energy like up front. Like I have it, I have three day planners, like I've got my whiteboard, like there is like structure. So that I look at my calendar, I'm like, oh, between four and seven, I have nothing. Amazing. I'm gonna bake. I'm going to go play in the garden. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to watch Netflix. Like there's that flow of the feminine. And so it's been a really interesting and really empowering thing to start learning and actually witnessing in myself and giving myself forgiveness for how I spent the last 20 years, like so tight and so disconnected. And so a practice of mine has been receiving compliments because I am the person who would immediately like spew it back at you. I'm really practicing that, like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, I think it was, uh, I think that post was about your program that you were working on at the time and, and delivering and it was about helping women become more confident. Is that right? Uh, that's an aspect of all of the work that I do. So I actually can't, rem- I can't fully remember what I would have been offering at that time. But um, part of, part of this work for me is in that, like I, I, I talk about reclaiming our power. It's like, I feel that that's the statement that feels really good to me, reclaiming our power. And, yeah. and in that, like, that's so vast to me, that's reclaiming your choice, right? We so often make decisions and choices based off of what we've always made, what we've always made decisions and choices off of, what our family showed us, what society has showed us, what the circle of people we spend our time with is gonna choose, what our social media following, what they would choose. And so it's it's getting us back into a deeper relationship with ourselves so that that decision is actually coming from like, oh wait, what, do, what does Kyla want? Like Kyla want, not what did like, little Kyla who didn't know what to do and she wanted to impress everyone. Like what does Kyla want? So it's bringing us back into relation with that strong sense of self where with that comes confidence, comes a like unwavering trust in self, comes with our voice, <laughs> feeling like we can use our voice to, to, to share what we love, what we're passionate about, what we're not okay with, what we don't stand for, what we wish was different. Like, what we're sharing in our business, what, you know, all the things. And, and part of that, you know, is, is, oh my gosh, there's many, many parts, but I'm trying to thread it back to that post. It's, it's having a relationship with both your masculine and your feminine, like allowing yourself. And I was talking about the simple pleasures in life. It's like, okay, I just rubbed this hand lotion on that my, spa lady gave me the other day and I could easily just like rub it into my hands and like call it a day but what about if I just really slowly like massaged it into my hand and not only like oh I really get to enjoy that smell but wow that feels really good and I don't know the last time I had my hand massaged and just like taking moments to enjoy these little wonderful gifts what if I didn't have a hand what if my hand got amputated like, just enjoy this. Enjoy all of it. I have a funny little fizzy drink here. I could just slam it back or I could, like, let the flavors kind of sit in my mouth. And it's 
it's just these reminders, like we could slow down everything and just actually enjoy and be in a state of pleasure all the time, like all the time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Great. Thanks. So now let's talk about the fempreneur, the hustle, <laughs> the fempreneur lifestyle. Um, yeah, whether it be hustling, whether it be, you know, slowing down and enjoying the journey, what is, what is being a fempreneur mean to you? And how has your fempreneur journey, um, I guess, just evolved over the last few years? Yeah, it's funny. I, I had this little phase of time where I really didn't like the word hustle. It was actually fairly recently. I was like, no more hustle. <laughs> We've hustled enough. And the truth of the matter is, actually, I'll come back to the truth of the matter. I was in, again, like I said, I was in that survival mode where I, the story in like the back of my mind and my subconscious, not consciously at all, but the story in the back of my mind would have been, and I trust that this is actually very similar for most people, is if I'm not working all the time, like every waking moment, um, I'm not getting clients, I'm not getting calls, I'm not getting appointments. I'm not getting paid, ergo, I die. Like, I will go broke, I will have no food, and I will die at the end. Like, that's the worst case, like, rabbit hole. It's survival. We have to. And so I was working all the time. I would be answering client text messages at 11 p.m. when my alarm was set for 5 a.m. Like, no boundaries, hustling all the time, diminishing my value, lowering my prices to meet someone just to like get a deal, get a job, get a client, get a something completely undervaluing was. And again, that was me. Oh, what do they want? What do they want? They want that training package for 50% off. Okay. Never about what does Kyla want? It was always like, I've just got to like, just got to get money. I've just got to get money. And then I started to learn about the energetics of masculine and feminine and like the world of manifestation and all of these new worlds were coming into my life in the last, like, I don't know, call it like seven years, six or seven years. And I was like, no more hustle, no more hustle. And what I believe very true now is, is you're going to run your own business and you're going to be a, a fempreneur. You're going to hustle girl. You're going to hustle. You've got to work. Like, get really clear on what you want. This is the thing too, is when we know ourselves more, we have that clarity. And so if you're clear and you know exactly what you want, what you're going after, well, the word, the universe isn't just going to like plop it on your lap with a pretty little bow because you've manifested it and you've asked for it. You've got to show up and you've got to take the steps. And so, yes, yeah, sit in the energy of envision it, manifest it, call it in, and then do the steps associated to have that come to you. And that involves working. <laughs> it involves working where I think um, there is space for us to maybe hustle slightly less is to hire an assistant, hire a VA, like ask for help. There are people who want to help you. There are people who are going to do the jobs that you hate doing with joy and they're going to do them way better than you could do them. And so ask for help. <laughs> you. You've got to work, but we don't have to like work ourselves to the bone. Right. We don't have to do everything ourselves no. for the work to get done. Yeah. No. It'll get done. Probably better. <laughs> <laughs> so you um, became an entrepreneur in your 20s. You were um, working as a personal trainer. 
And then fast forward to more recently, you've started, you know, a new business or I guess a new angle on your health and wellness mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurial journey. And what was different about, I guess, maybe we'll call it like your second business, mm-hmm. the one you have now. What was different about starting that business, about the marketing, about the getting clients, about the packaging your smart brain and offering it to the world? What was different um, more recently than your first kind of startup story? Yeah. Um, People know what fitness is. People know what working out is. People know what a personal trainer is. It's a really easy sell. It's a really easy sell. I'm going to help you lose weight. I'm going to help you gain weight. I'm going to help you look different, you know. People get that. Um, so, somatic work. My partner does very similar work. And we have this conversation. We're like, it's so hard to sell this. Like transformation. We're gonna like go into your trapped emotion, and we're gonna help you like pull out some of the sticky parts. And you're probably gonna cry a lot. You're gonna have some rage come up. You're gonna have fear come up. You're gonna have grief come up. You're gonna have joy and pleasure come up. But it's all in there. And, and I promise you're going to feel like a completely different person on the other side. Um, like it's so different. It's so different. And I was really focused on the first couple of years, first two years of my business in the healing. I was really emphasizing the healing because that was also kind of trendy. Like healing work was kind of trendy. And so I was, I was going that approach and what I was finding interesting is that I was talking about healing. I was getting a lot of people who were like, I need healing. And the energy was, uh, okay. I don't, I'm the word that's coming to me. I, I want to say it's like, oh, okay. I don't want to be offensive in the slightest, but it's, it's a bit like heavy, almost like victimy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm broken. I'm not okay. And so there was, we were just like kind of sitting in this energy of like, not enough, broken, needing healing, need to be fixed. And so I was like, "Hmm, this is not the energy that I want to be in, nor do I want my clients to be in. So instead I started speaking about the other side, which was the empowerment, the clarity, the confidence, the vibrancy, the pleasure, the, all the things. And And this has only been in the last year that I've even started shifting that. And I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring out how to invite people into this work. Because it's not, you know, the work that I do, it's, it's, it takes, like, let's pretend you were a client. It takes your full commitment. Like, you need to be like, oh, I'm here and I'm ready to make some shifts and changes and unwire some old patterns that I've been following. And I understand it's going to be you know, a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm here for it. It's it's not like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to make $10,000 in a month. Join my program. People are like, oh, heck yeah, I want to make $10,000 in a month. I'm going to buy that program. I don't even care who the person is. I'm just going to buy that program. This is intimate work. So I need people to like me. I need them to trust me. I need them to trust themselves even just a little bit. There needs to be like there needs to be a, a vibe. There needs to be a connection. And they need to be in a place where they're like, okay, this is all fine, but I want more. Like I could live like this forever, but I want more and I want bigger and brighter and better. Like I want more. And there's a lot of, a lot of us and I very much have been one of them where it's like, oh, but this is good enough. It's good enough. So it's, it's a really interesting 
piece for me. And I'm still figuring out like, what is the language? Like what this work is potent. I believe everyone needs it. I will need it for the rest of my life. It's so powerful. And it's one of those things also that you really have to experience. It's, you know, you can, you can tell someone, again, I'm going to help you earn $10,000 a month in your business. They get that. They can wrap their head around that as tangible. This work, I feel you have to experience like even breath, like just breath work alone. I don't know how to explain that to someone. What can happen in a breathwork session? The first thing I ask is, have you done a psychedelic? If they say no, then I'm like, well, I don't know. And if they say yes, I say, okay, well, you know how it's hard to explain that whole experience? It's hard to explain. It's impossible to explain. So it's it's been a, a journey and it's been it's been good because it's really allowed me to get like more clear and more clear and more clear and more clear on my mission and how I support people and and what it looks like to to move through the whole process. But I, I don't have the magic golden ticket yet in my language. So if the language has been, um, you know, still evolving and you're still kind of, I guess, finding new and better ways to explain this. Let's talk to the fempreneurs that are, um, you know, working in some form of the health and wellness realm mm -hmm. and are curious to know your tips and tricks for marketing and things that have worked well for you, um, things that have resulted in you getting some of those ideal clients. Tell us a bit about what you believe to be true about marketing. Yeah. So <laughs> showing up, it's one thing is you have to show up. <laughs> and nowadays it's social media. That's the thing. This is where we are. It's the day of social media. So it means like having your face, in a video, talking to your people, letting them get to know you. They have to get to know you. They're gonna invest their time, they're gonna invest their money in you or your business. Like they wanna, they want to know you. It's different maybe if you have a product, like an actual product, like if I sold lotion, I maybe wouldn't have to have my face in there all the time. But for someone who's actually involved, like face-to-face -face in their business, showing up consistently in your authentic self. So we're not copying people. We're not doing what we saw so-and-so do. We're not going to, we're not going to talk like her. We're not going to do our hair like her. We're not going to use the same real format that she used. Like it's really, it has to be very much you. And if it's not, then we're bringing someone else's energy. And so you're probably, you know, it, it, it's, there's no attraction. That's not right. You need to be, side one of the magnet so that your ideal clients are like, oh, yes, yes, her energy, her energy, her energy. And so getting clear first, maybe on what energy, like what energy do I want my business to give people? Like what do I want people to feel when they scroll onto my page or come onto my website or come into my Etsy shop or whatever it might be, or to my physical shop, get into that energy and then post the video, then go live, then do your, write your blog post, write your email from the energy that you want people to feel when they're in your presence. Not like, oh, it's Monday morning, I have to write my email. Right. I feel like it's all about the energy and the intention behind it. I'll also say like when it comes to social media, if you're feeling in, not in the greatest of mood, but you're feeling like you have to post, you don't have to post. Like. Don't post, don't write an email, don't do the things from a place where you're feeling disconnected from your business or disconnected from yourself. 
it's felt. I, I created a whole program from a place where I felt really pressured to get a program out and it didn't sell one. I launched it twice, didn't sell one because the energy from it was not excited. It was from a place of like, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And then I dropped into like, what do I actually want to create? And I created what is now my main product and it, beautiful you know doing great so to like sorry that was really show up in the energy always that you want people to feel when they're in your business or your your space do you have some tips or tricks for kind of how to get your energy up for how to like maybe a mantra or a way to refocus on you know, who you are and the business that you want to have, or just, you know, like how, how to kind of get your mojo going before you need to show up on social media. Yeah. The first thing I just thought of is, um, I don't know if any, anyone listening, I'm sure someone has been to a Tony Robbins seminar, but I went to, yeah. Have you? Yeah. I haven't, okay. but I mean, I've seen the, I've seen the shows. <laughs> I mean, he's a huge energy. So, you know, we can assume even if we haven't been there, what it might be like, but He's huge on just shifting your energy and getting you into peak state, he calls it. And so when you're at one of his workshops or even doing it online, like he has you up on your feet all the time, arms overhead, and you're like hooting and hollering. And you cannot help. You feel ridiculous at first, but you can't help but be in a higher vibration, more energy. You're open. There's blood flowing. You're breathing more. Like that in and of itself. So my first thing would be like stand up. Jump up, arms over your head. You might make a whole bunch of like hooting and hollering, funny noises, but even just shaking. Like I'm a big fan of shaking. So whether you're seated or standing, I think standing's best. But to stand up, have your feet hip width apart, soften all of your joints, and start with a bounce. And you know, put some good music on. But you start with a bounce in the body. Let the joints go limp. Start to shake. Give yourself a whole song if you can. You're shaking around. You're you know like moving all over the place. And then from there, if you don't already feel so much better, which I trust that you'll actually feel like significantly different from there, just take a moment and sit. What I like to do is um, if you're working with a particular goal, like right now I have a particular goal in my business. And so I bring myself to the visual of like, okay, what is it going to be like when X, you know, whatever X, Y, Z, my goal is, is here tangible in real life. And I sit in that visual for maybe 20, 30 seconds, not very long. And I get like right in it. Like I let the picture like amplify in my mind. It gets really, really, really bright. I feel the feeling. So like I get quite giddy. I start to giggle and like, I'm almost like, ah, like in my, in my mind, in my body. And so I actually like do that. Like I allow myself to pretend I'm in that moment. And so I get really, really, really excited and really, really, really happy. And then I do the thing. <laughs> Cause I'm in, I'm nice. in that energy. Like, but even without that, the Tony Robbins trick is it's really good. Yeah. I love kind that. Of move your body. I love, yeah. And the music, the music as well, I think mm -hmm. is really a great tip, right? To yeah, even can. find a handful of songs that, you know, you can always just pick one of those five songs and it's going to, yes. going to get your energy up and then you can. Yeah. I like for like, I'm thinking like Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody like, tell me that that doesn't put you in a higher state. Of course it does. Yeah. Whitney Houston. Absolutely. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So are you originally from Victoria then, Kyla? I'm from, no, I'm from Lake Cowichan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Say that because you might not know where it is. 
um, ASML. And yeah, I went back and forth. So my parents were divorced. So I was in like couching with my mom and then like Mill Bay, Seanigan Lake area with my dad. So kind of like bounced between the two. And then I went really briefly to Nanaimo on the island right after my mom passed. And then abruptly U-turned and came to Victoria. So I've been on the island. I've been in Victoria since 2005. This feels like a very long time. Nice. And what do you love most about living there? Oh, it's so beautiful. It's got the mountains. You've got ocean. Like the ocean is five minutes from my house. Mountains are five minutes from my house. Uh, rivers lit. Like it's so dense with natural beauty. Um, it, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, I'll leave it there. Like you're on an Island. So there is that it comes with its problems, but it's, it's beautiful. I mean, people fly all over the world to come see the Island. Yeah. yeah very, definitely. very lucky. Mm -hmm. And then with your business, are you getting people together? Are you doing, you know, day retreats, weekend retreats? Are you getting people together for different types of events mm -hmm. where you can teach and just connect them and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just, um, I just got back a few weeks ago from Tulum. We were running, we, I ran a seven day breathwork and somatics retreat in what I think is the most beautiful place I've ever been. It was two and a half hours South of Tulum. We were in the middle of nowhere. It was 1.3 million acres of biosphere, like fully protected land. So there's nobody. We could walk the beach for an hour and not see a single person. So we spent seven nights there doing breath work in the sand, like amongst the ocean. But I, I usually run a seven day retreat once a year and I run multi different short, like one days or three days throughout the year. I do monthly in-person breath work journeys. So we, you know, kind of like 10 to 20 people every month. And yeah, like ideas are just bubbling about what else I'm going to do. My uh, girlfriend and I are looking at renting a spot in Greece this fall for retreat. So there's always at least a five to seven day retreat somewhere outside of Canada. Beautiful and warm. It's just, yeah, depends on where. Right. And so if people head over to your website, which is? Mm, Thesacredessentials.net. Right. Yeah. So if people head over to your website, what are they going to find there for time-sensitive offers mm -hmm. or just ways to learn from you in general. Yeah, so they're going to see right on the homepage, I'm running a seven-day, $7, seven-day little offer first week of January or second week of January. So that's moderately time-sensitive, I guess, right? January is coming. And outside of that, we've got The Essentials, which is my online community that's open all the time. Everyone's super welcome. That's... Um, that's my baby. That's my sweet baby. We've got guided breath works, meditations, yoga, fitness. There's over 200 guided practices. We go live monthly together about eight times. We have weekly calls every Wednesday. We breathe together twice a month. There's guest teachers. It's a whole fun thing there. So that's open always. And then they'll see on the retreat page, everything that's coming up, everything that I have booked that's coming up. And I'll add to that always. And then they'll also see how to work with me in a one-on-one -on -one container as well for the new year. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. well, that's fantastic. Well, I'm so glad that we met and that we got to have yeah. this conversation. And uh, I'm just really excited about, yeah, everything that you're doing. Yeah. It's it's so wonderful and so needed. Thanks. Yeah, that feels really good. And mm -hmm. I'm very, I 
feel very blessed and excited about the work because it's like as much as it's for my clients it's for me this is like yeah and it's just this it's this like unraveling this never-ending onion and it's this really beautiful journey yeah well and it takes a lot of courage to to do something like this Mm -hmm. for a living and Mm -hmm. and as a service to others so so yeah thank you for stepping out and uh, accepting the challenge that (laughs) that have been bestowed upon you um, a lot of people might have shied away from it mm-hmm. and good for you for just getting out there you're doing a wonderful job I love your Instagram channel yeah. you've got such great content there Thank you. and you're doing a fantastic job of I think inspiring other fempreneurs to mm-hmm. like you said show up consistently and be a real human and really just show them the person that is the business mm-hmm. which I think a lot of fempreneurs have trouble with so if any of you listening or watching are um, curious to know what different ways you can add more value using social media and, and connect with more of the right clients, mm-hmm. Kyla is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. So check out her Instagram account. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is so great. Yeah, well, have a great rest of your day. And yeah. thank you again for taking the time to share your wisdom on the Femprinter podcast. Yeah, thanks for hanging with me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and if you're ever in the Calgary area, look me up. I'd love to get together and, uh, and yeah, and continue this conversation and catch up with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye for now, Kyla. Bye, lovely.